0: Welcome to the Into the Wilderness podcast, it has been a pretty crazy two weeks for us since uh, we put up the Donnie Vincent show. Yeah, I think there's probably quite a lot of new listeners, so
1: welcome to yeah, everybody so welcome. who's new, and uh, thank you to everyone who has always listened.
0: Yeah, welcome, I think we've now got a huge amount of American listeners. Yeah, which is great. Well, we did have some before, Colin, you'll always be the first, so don't worry. <laughs> yes. Uh, Now,
1: we are not going to delay in getting to the first item, uh, because here in the UK, and particularly in Scotland, we will be introducing some new air gun licensing laws imminently. And it is very important for everybody concerned, if you own an air air gun of any description, that you are aware of these. So we're going to cut straight to Alex, who is the director of SACS who, of course, are the sponsor of this podcast, the Scottish Association for Country Sports, and we're going to hear what he has to say about the airgun licensing and everything that you need to know, so listen up. It's a
0: really concise way to learn what you need to know, so listen up. And then we've got more stuff for you after this. uh, We're at the Northern Shooting Show. Yeah, so listen up for
1: now, and then you'll hear from us again just shortly. Morning, Alex. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, we 've had a lot of requests talking about uh, air guns and people not very sure what 's happening in Scotland and what they need to do um, you 're going to provide us with a summary of what everyone needs to know because I know you 've been working on this a huge amount uh, over the last the last few months and particularly in the last couple of weeks. If we just start off with i 'm an air gun owner i 've got air guns in my house uh, i 'm a law abiding citizen. What do I need to do, uh, do What do I need to do next?
2: Okay, first of all, there's the current surrender scheme in place, and we're hopeful that most people won't use that and actually apply for an air weapon certificate, as they call it, uh, regardless. Basically, air gun-, air gun owners who do not intend to surrender the air guns and do not hold a firearm or shotgun certificate will be required by law to apply for an air gun certificate prior to the 31st of December 2016. However, in reality, you'll need to apply before the 1st of November this year, and I'll explain why as a weak work in the legislation that we've spotted. Basically, if by the 1st of January 2017 a decision to grant you an air gun certificate has not been determined and you submitted your application before the 1st of November, you're still permitted to possess your air guns until the final decision. You're not allowed to use them or to buy more, but you're allowed to possess. If you submitted after the 1st of November, you might be asked to store them off-site with a friend or an RFD. So that that would be more hassle. From the 1st of January 2017, most air gunners will now have to have an air gun certificate to possess, use, purchase or acquire an air gun in Scotland. They call it an air weapon certificate in legislation, but we all know that air guns aren't weapons. For over 18s, an air gun certificate will cost £72. Having a firearm or shotgun certificate in Scotland or elsewhere in GB will allow you to possess and use air guns in Scotland until your next renewal. At that point, you'll then have to apply for an air weapon certificate, or an air gun certificate as we call it, at a much reduced fee of just £5 as opposed to normal £72. So for, and also, for simplicity, your, your, your certificate, if it's um, coming in line with your FEC and or SGC, will be given the same renewal date to make it tri-terminus or co whichever it, it, it is relevant. Okay. Now, this is important. Though an FEC or SGC will cover you in the short term to possess and use air guns until your next renewal, it doesn't cover you to buy or acquire another air gun in which case you will then need to apply for an air gun certificate anyway. There are a few exemptions to air gun licensing where you wouldn't need a certificate, for example, borrowing under supervision or borrowing air guns as an approved club. But most people from the 31st of December will need to have an air gun certificate.
1: Okay. No, I think that uh, if anybody didn't quite catch that, they can rewind and listen to exactly what yep, you that's, said again. That's the and beauty of it. I believe that uh, you're going to provide question-and-answer document uh, available on SACS Facebook and we'll work out a way to uh, let people download that as well.
2: Yeah exactly, it's basically a distillation of the various bits of information we've been putting out through Scottish government, the police ourselves, bringing it all together into one fairly easily readable document that, that informs people as best we can in terms of what's happening and when it's happening.
1: That's perfect. There's
2: quite a lot of confusion out there, right. and it's important that we get the information across in a really lucid, clear way.
1: Absolutely. yeah. We'll um, At the end of this, we will let everybody know exactly how they can get hold of this information. Um, so, on to the next thing. Uh, we are right in the middle of uh, what they're calling the, the air gun amnesty right now. I know that there's a lot of guns uh, being
0: handed so in already. You see the pictures on Facebook already of the the police stations yep. uh, with a huge amount of... Um, Air guns handed in. Now, I mean, what's your view on the amnesty right now? I know my
1: brother and I have discussed it, and our personal view is that, uh, amongst other things, it's far too short.
2: Yes, far too short It's at the wrong time, and it's been done the wrong way. Um, We actually feel it's been done for political expedience rather than practical um, effect, So we we don't support the current uh, air gun uh, amnesty, as the press are calling it. One, because it's not an amnesty. If you are lawfully in possession of an air gun right now, it can't possibly be an amnesty. So it's simply a surrender scheme. So the press has got this well wrong. It's a very short scheme, and it comes to an end on the 12th of June. So 23rd of uh, May sorry, until the 12th of June. The applications for air gun certificates will start from the 1st of July so that we feel this is a simply a publicity gimmick by Scottish government. The truth is that over the next few months, air gun owners need to decide whether they want to apply for a certificate or dispose of the guns somehow. We strongly recommend that everyone who possibly can applies for an air gun certificate. However, if there's genuine need to dispose of an air gun, then you can take it to a gun shop or an air gun club rather than just hand it into the place to be photographed for PR reasons and then cut up a scrap. Remember, there's no compensation, as as this is not a ban, it's licensing. So our advice is either keep it and get it licensed, uh, uh, certificated, um, or you can um, hand it into an airgun club or an RFD and and make something out of it. From the 1st of January 2017, the airgun legislation will come into full force. After that date, any airgun owners without a certificate or permit could face a fine or imprisonment of potentially up to two years. It's really quite serious stuff.
1: Mm, yeah, so it's very important that people do pay attention to what's going on right now. And uh, like you said, I mean, I'd much rather people decide that they they don't want to go down the route of licensing air air guns that they have, and I would encourage people to do that, as as indeed you have, is hand it to somebody who's going to make use of it, who is going to license it. Air Gun Club is a great place to to put it if if, if you don't want it.
0: I I feel sorry for probably the huge amount of parents or grandparents that have air rifles maybe tucked away in their loft that they don't know about in two years' time. They're digging it out and they've got got an air rifle in their their loft. Mm. There must be loads out there.
2: Well, we, we feel strongly that the bulk of the population hasn't got a clue, one, that air gun licensing is coming in, and secondly, what to do about it. And we, I, I know many people that have air guns and sheds. We, we, know, we all know them in attics or whatever, some with the spring's broken, some that have been forgotten about. But If that air gun can fire a pellet, even if the spring is broken, if it can fire a pellet and it's in working order from the 1st of January next year, it will be an offence to possess it without an airgun certificate. Hmm. The no. Scottish Government's current PR scheme is pretty meaningless. There's, there's not much investment in it. And uh, the adverts in the back of bars, there's adverts in the radio and adverts in the news. But the message just isn't getting out to people. And we're getting a lot of phone calls from, from even shooters saying, we've got air gun licensing, I've been scrapped. What's this about it coming in? In the last forty hours, we we put up a big post on Facebook about the fees and other bits of information. From that post itself, we've generated over 240 specific comments and, and inquiries. Uh, we've been working flat out over the last 40 hours to keep people, not just tax members, keeping people informed of what's happening and how they can um, make sure that they stay lawful. So that we're actually, we feel that we're doing more right now than the Scottish government. That's <laughs> just not fair.
1: And your, um, I mean, it's an incredibly detailed post that you put up on social media. It's been shared far and wide by many people and many organisations, I believe.
2: Yes, it, it's been a real um, vote of confidence in SACS that other organisations have put their work onto the website. Um, yes, it's well, nice we're, we're that Scottish we do are, are doing that.
0: Hmm. We're going to steal it from you and put it on our website. With permission. With permission.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You're very welcome. It's nice to see that. We have a very strong um, legal firearms background at SACS, and it's something we take great pride in. No,
1: absolutely. Because if
2: other organizations want to make use of that, then you know, by all means, give us a shout, and you know, we're happy for that to happen.
1: Yeah, all for the greater good, of course.
2: yep absolutely.
1: Um, so just going on to... In terms of what is actually covered, there is some, maybe a little bit of a grey area between what is an air gun. So what is the qualification of an air gun or air weapon, as they're calling them, uh, that will require you to get it licensed?
2: Okay, so this is the detail bit. Um, get your pens at the ready. Um, the 2005 Air Gun Licensing Act, we'll call it for, for that in short, it covers all air guns with a muzzle energy exceeding one joule. That's basically about three quarters of one foot pound. It doesn't r- r- cover those currently required to be held in the firearm certificate, i.e. air pistols above 6 foot pounds and air rifles above 12 foot pounds muzzle energy. The new law also covers air gun component parts, things like barrels or cylinders and that kind of thing. It also covers air gun sound moderators, so they will come under this part of the actual act as well. Our view is that's daft. this is dafters and being in FACs, I'm sure you share the same view as myself. Mm-hmm. Um, In my view, sound moderators are are less dangerous than a brick in your hand. But
1: uh,
2: airsoft and low-energy plastic BB-firing guns are not classified as air weapons under the new law. And also, really importantly, air gun pellets aren't subject to controls. So you can still buy them off eBay or buy them over the shop counter without a certificate. That's not a drama, and that's something that we feel is actually quite sensible. Yeah. One issue there that reflects on another law that's that's live is the violent crime reduction Act 2006, and that reflects on realistic imitation airsoft guns with the muzzle energy below two and a half joules or 1.3 joules for fully automatic guns. Now, if you don't use airsoft guns, you don't need to worry about that or understand the figures. But if you do, the chances are that you're aware of, of this already. So these realistic imitation airsoft guns aren't technically air weapons, and the use is already controlled by the VCR uh, 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 2006 Act. They don't come under air gun licensing. Also, crossbows and, Daryl listening, um, spear-fishing guns are not covered by the new law. So you're okay to go fishing. You had had me worried
0: there for a second. (laughs) So I, I, we've
2: actually had a couple of questions about that, whether crossbows were going to be brought into this, but no, thankfully they're not.
0: It was time to leave the country if the if the spear gun had to be licensed.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, now, the, the other big one here is paintball guns. Um, there's a couple of um, issues, difficulty here. If paintball guns are being used at an approved paintball venue or a formal paintball venue, then that's fine. If they are used for other purposes then they may need a certificate and that's a great area that's yet to be finalised. We'll get more information on that and anybody doing paintball you probably have your own professional bodies that will represent you there anyway but as and when we come across more information we'll pass it on. Okay. Uh, one other small thing is the many people out there that collect antique air guns and don't actually fire them. Um, if they can still fire and air pellets uh, uh, beyond the energy threshold, then they will require a certificate even just for collection. So that's something to 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 um, be aware of.
1: Okay, I was quite surprised about the uh, the possible grey area with uh, paintball guns, but I guess we'll just have to wait and see what comes of that. It's quite. Yeah, I mean they're
2: highly, they're highly dangerous. You go walk into post office, anyone? Anyway. <laughs>
0: well, I I, I used think to. we're getting
2: into, we're getting into the realms of, 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 of nonsense here. But the fact is. That the government bringing this legislation forward, as flawed as we believe it is, has had to put down some thresholds of energy, etc. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we agree with the principle of these thresholds. You have to have that. But we do not agree with the principle of air gun licensing. The whole thing is nonsensical.
1: Mm. Uh, so in terms of a certificate, you now have one because you've applied. How long does it last? Is it comparable to owning a shotgun and firearms certificate, as a lot of our listeners probably do?
2: Okay, Um, for applications received between the 1st of July this year and the 31st of December this year, the certificates will last between 18 and 26 months. The reason for this is because of cyclical licensing workloads and a formula was created that allowed the police to um, figure out how they can bring in a large number of airgun certificate holders without adding an extra burden onto licensing resources. And We support that, it's quite a sensible measure actually, probably a good idea even to bring it into FAC and SGC licensing. For the shorter certificates, the fees for them will be proportionately less and that's obviously a a fair thing. Certificates issued from applications received after the 31st of December will then last for the full five years. And then certificates issued along with firearm certificate or shotgun certificate renewals after 31st of December will be coterminous with the um, FEC or SGC certificates. Now, if you're aged between 14 and 18, your first air gun certificate will have a special non-buying or gifting condition. This will end when you're 18. So if you are 16 and you apply for your first air gun certificate, by the age of 18, two years later, that will get cancelled. You have to apply for a fresh one, which is unrestricted. The fresh one will then allow you to buy or acquire air guns that the first one didn't. Also, from the age of 18, you can buy air gun pellets, which you you currently can't do in current law. You can be gifted them for, for certain exemptions purposes, but not actually buy them. So if you get a, a, an air gun certificate at 17, it will cost proportionately less than one that you get at um, 18, and that's a good thing. So, it's, so again, that's fair. It brings people into um, full certification at 18 in terms of buying air guns and pellets, and we think that's a sensible thing in a rather nonsensical law overall. Mm-hmm. So that there's a positive there in a rather big negative.
1: Okay. So if you're at that end of the age spectrum, you've got a couple of things to, to think about and consider. And I'm sure um, supportive parents will help you get through that as well. Um, application for a certificate. Most people know how you go about that. Uh, you Giving the, the police a call, they'll send you the applications or you can download them online from your uh, local firearms department website. How do you go about it with an air gun? Is it going to be the same sort of thing?
2: Okay, so they actually call them air weapon certificates in the legislation, but we all know that air guns aren't weapons, but when we use the old term air gun wherever we possibly can. Police Scotland will be running air gun licensing and applications will go live from the 1st of July this year. Um, Certificates and permits, however, will not be valid until the 1st of January 2017. So you can apply for them from the 1st of July, download a form, fill it out as best you honestly can, send it into the police with a fee, they do the processing behind the scenes, but your eventual certificate that you receive in the post won't actually be valid until the 1st of January 2017. We don't yet know how long the actual application process will take, or how many applications they'll get, I mean they could have you know, 10,000 in two weeks or, or maybe 1,000, we have no idea yet. But you know that's something that we'll um, inform members of as, as we become more aware of it. Police Scotland say that they'll manage for the surge in numbers. I don't know. I'm not one to judge. We'll just have to wait and see.
1: Okay. So yeah, you you will put up the the links. I'm sure when you know where they can be downloaded, and certainly we'll do the same so that people know where they can get the the applications for certificates. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, just to to finish up, Alex, um, we've given everybody the important information they need to know to make sure that they stay uh, law-abiding with regard to the new legislation. But can you just now just summarize by telling us why this was actually brought in in the first place? We're, we're going to go on to uh, touch on this with a couple of people in the in the podcast that follows, uh, where you you're, you were in attendance with a number of people at the Northern Shooting Show. But if you could just so sort of go over that right now, so people understand why on earth you know we're in this position that we're in r- right this minute.
2: Okay, um, sure. The Scottish government brought forward air weapons and licensing um, to help us better protect Scottish communities and make them safer. Um, they feel, felt we believe genuinely that there was a public safety element to the public ownership and uh, uh, and use of air guns in Scotland. Now the statistics don't actually support that, so they keep banding around 182 air gun offences in, in the last um, 12 months, in the, in the last statistical year. But actually in terms of, of, of all offences in Scotland, it's a drop in the ocean, it's a tiny, tiny amount. Um, the Scottish Government says that air gun licensing follows the principles of existing firearms licensing and allows a fit person to obtain a licence to own, possess and use an air gun. Our response to that is, quite honestly, is total bollocks. Air gun licensing is disproportionate in regard to the tiny amount of air gun crime and, and totally unfair to the vast majority of lawful air gun owners. It's an absurd law that's highly unlikely to deter criminals. On statistics, in 2013 to 14, there were 65,661 recorded violent crimes in Scotland, but of them, just 34 were committed with an air gun. That's 0.05% or a 20th of 1%. What's next? Licensing hammers and screwdrivers? The the challenge is is that the law is here. It's coming into force on the 1st of January 2017. And SACS and other organizations are doing their level best to inform members to make sure that they're aware of the new law and, and the penalties of not following it. Behind the scenes, we'll keep fighting the legislation, but from the 1st of January 2017, members will have to obey it.
0: Mm. Just just out of interest, you might actually already have this written down, and I know that we did talk about it at the Northern Shooting Show. Uh, Is there any more information about people travelling from other parts of the UK or other parts of the world bringing an air gun into Scotland?
2: Yes, there is. I mean, visitors that have a valid firearm or shotgun certificate, even if that firearm or shotgun certificate is in England or Wales, they're not Northern Ireland, i come back to that, um, they're covered to possess and use air guns in Scotland up to their FEC or STC renewal. Okay. So say you come from Doncaster and you've got a shotgun certificate that expires in 2017, and, but you shoot air guns in Scotland for rabbits or competitions, you would then be covered up until your STC renewal, to use and possess your air guns in Scotland, however, you're not covered to buy or acquire any more in Scotland. If you wish to do so, you'd have to apply for a visitor permit. Hmm. If you don't have an SGC or an FEC, you'll have to apply for a visitor permit, something akin to the actual um, air gun certificate, which allows you to use, possess air guns in Scotland and importantly also to buy them in Scotland. And it's about £20. So that is £20 to have a visitor permit. Our advice is, if you come to Scotland often, if you're crossing the border and, uh, and doing air gunning bits and bobs here, then get yourself an air gun certificate as well. The air gun certificate isn't just for Scottish residents. It's also for anybody that may be affected by this legislation. So you might find it actually cheaper to get your own air gun certificate in, in any case. Oh, okay. If you come from Northern Ireland, you won't be covered by the... the um, FAC that you have there, and you'll have to apply for a visitor permit regardless.
1: Okay, now that's that's really important, I think. Well, yeah, I think that clears things up a little bit. Um, Alex, just one final question from me, uh, and I'm not sure whether this has been fleshed out yet, is going to be the, the requirement for security storage of air guns.
2: Right, um, okay, there are... It's a rather detailed document that's been uh, around for quite a while uh, done by the Home Office and a number of shooting organisations including BASC and BSSE etc and the NRA. It's very, very good. If you stick into Google, three words, Air, Weapons, Safety. It's the first link that comes up. It's a PDF leaflet with good information on current air gun laws that doesn't include the Scottish air gun laws, but especially good information on security requirements and your responsibility. In terms of do you need a gun cabinet for air guns in Scotland from the 1st of January next year, no you don't. A locked room or cupboard or a trigger lock or security cable would suffice in most circumstances. If you've got a gun cabinet and you've got kids in the house, then it's common sense to pop them in the cabinet or in a strong room if you possibly can. The leaflet from the Home Office actually also describes the, the air gun security standard for the new Scottish law, which is the one that they reflect to. And in any case, there's also an offence right now, even before the Scottish law, to um, allow an under-18 to be in possession of an air gun um, with certain exemptions that that exist. So common sense applies, if you use your head, you'll keep your air gun certificate. And if you want to keep your air gun out of the hands of, of minors and people that shouldn't have them, in that case, the chances are you'll be fulfilling your security requirement anyway.
1: Okay, so n- nothing in terms of security requirements has really changed uh, with regard to the new legislation coming in?
2: hasn't really changed. Okay. Common sense applies. If you've got minors in the house and they might have access to air guns, simply lock them away. And, you know, putting them on top of a wardrobe would not be considered, in our view, as genuinely secure. That's still relatively accessible. By a, a, a miner. If you lock in a room specifically for the purpose, or a gun cabinet, or, or, or a security cable, or a trigger lock, then that's, that, that, that in our view would be sufficient.
1: Perfect. Alex, thank you very much for your yeah, time. Thank this you morning. very much.